Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Lynx and Locks podcast. podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. Welcome to Lynx and Locks Action Network's golf betting podcast presented by Bet365. I'm your host, Andy Lack, and I will be joined alongside action golf contributor Tony Sartori for these best bets episodes. And just like Jason and Ben have done the last couple of years, Tony and I will play 18 holes today, giving our 18 favorite picks for this week's tour event, the Cognizant Classic from PGA National. Before we dive into this week's episode, a reminder that the Links and Locks podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at bet. Three, six, five must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Okay, Tony, we are on the first tee here for our Cognizant Classic Best Bets. Get us started. Absolutely. So here's so kind of looking at it from a definitely different angle than I was last week in Mexico, where I was big on kind of putting last week. But this week, it's for me, at least, I think it's going to be all about approach play and ability to hit the greens. I don't think it's going to be, of course, going to not, I don't think it's going to play that, that difficult. And I think it's a pretty straightforward course in the sense of like, if you hit your greens and avoid the water that's seemingly everywhere, you're going to score well and you're going to be in contention. And uh, so that brings me to Eric Cole, who's going to be the first outright winner I target this week. He's 30 to one at bet three, six, five. So, I mean, once you get past Rory on this odds board, it really opens up. And I think Cole is not only one of the best golfers in this field already at such a young age, but like if you're going to give me a guy who I think it has one of the better chances in this field to win at 30 to one, I'm going to take it every time. I mean, he's, like um he's been hitting greens this year at north of a 70 percent clip so that part of his game is there he's been absolutely dialed in since the fall he's got five top 10 finishes over his past 12 tournaments he only missed the cut once over that entire span and i mean it this sounds simple but he finished runner up la- here last year and considering that his game has only improved since then i think it's absolutely worth a shot at 30 to 1 to target eric cole so that's what i'm gonna start us all- off with Love that. I'm going to stick in the outright enhanced win market. This is available at bet three, six, five and go with Adam Svensson at 55 to one. Uh, Adam Svensson is a guy I have targeted a lot this year. My numbers continue to be a lot higher than market on him. That finally started to pay dividends for us last in his last start when he finished 10th at Riviera gaining strokes in all three 
uh, tee to green categories and gaining strokes in both ball striking categories on a really tough golf course that emphasizes ball striking and middle iron play. Honda Classic, uh, Cognizant Classic, I should say, PGA National, that's a tournament where you have to do a lot of the same things, right? This is where the elite ball strikers kind of come to eat this as a golf course with because if the water separates elite tee to green play um, out from middling tee to green play. And Adam Swenson also has a ninth place finish here in the past as well. So the combination of the recent foreign showing that he showing us that he can do it at Riviera and now traveling back to a golf course that is going to emphasize a lot of that similar ball striking. And of course that he's played well in the past, I'm going to go with Adam Svensson at 55 to one. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad we're very much on the same page of like the profile of golfer that we're going to be attacking this week. And you talked about recent form and I talked about Eric Cole's recent form. So that brings me to my next outright guy and that's JT post. And he's another guy who's been, just incredible in terms of like such a high floor. He's only missed one cut over his past 15 tournaments. He has eight top 10 finishes over that stretch. He just keeps knocking on the door of a win. I think in this field, again, it's not a weak, weak field, but once you get past Rory, it really opens up. Um, And so it, just considering that recent form, I think he's worth a shot at 30 to one, same number as Cole. Um, there's two reasons that Poston has been playing so well, his putting and his approach play. So you don't really have to be a stellar putter to succeed here, but you do have to be a good approach player to succeed here. And that is where I think Poston will take advantage. He's gained strokes on the approach in 13 of his past 14 tournaments. So, I mean, until the wheels kind of fall off with that iron play, I'm going to keep backing Poston in some sort of fashion as we keep moving forward. Love that. I'm going to go into a little bit of a different market. I'm going to start us off in the finishing position market uh, with a top 10 at bet365 bet on Daniel Berger plus 375. I know this is one of his first starts coming back from injury, which is why I didn't go with him in the outright market. I, I'm not quite sure if he's ready to win just yet. It feels very shades of Will Zalatoris a couple weeks ago at Riviera where he shows us some signs of life and then he returns to a golf course that he loves and has had a tremendous amount of success at in the past. Uh, in Zalatoris's case, that was Riviera In Berger's case, it is PGA national. He has back-to-back -to -back top five finishes here. Uh, he loves this place. He loves Bermuda Southeast water, heavy middle iron play, um, driving accuracy, uh, courses in general, one of the highest correlated, uh, Courses to PG National is also TPC Southwind, which is another southeastern Bermuda course with a ton of water where you have to be accurate off the tee and hit a bunch of middle irons. Berger has multiple wins there. He's first in this field in strokes gained total in Florida over the last three years. You want to play him on Bermuda. I don't know if he's ready just quite yet to win. Uh, but this feels like a slam dunk in terms of he showed us some signs of life. He's clearly healthy again. And now he returns to a course that is a perfect fit for his game. Absolutely. And I'm going to keep us in the finishing positions market. I'm going to uh, target Steven Yeager top five, which is nine to one at bet three, six, five. I'm shocked that the number is this line. I mean, I know top five is a hard kind of grouping to fall into, but nine to one for a guy who uh, uh, keep coming back to high floor, right? Steven Yeager might have one of the highest floors in this entire field. He has not missed a cut since last April. That's 22 straight tournaments where he's played um, over the weekend. He's particularly dialed in right now. He just finished third in Mexico last week. He also finished third at the Farmers Insurance Open a month prior to that. That was only two tournaments ago for him. And so, and finally he finished 14th here last year. 
And so he's got recent form, solid play here last year, and he's in much better form now than he was at this time last year when he finished 14th here. He's got two top five finishes over his past three tournaments, so at 9-1, to yeah, I think Jaeger's definitely worth a shot at that number. I'm going to stick with finishing position. I'm going to stick with the top 10 market and go with Sepp Straka at 5-1 to to finish in the top 10. That just felt like a great number for me on a former champion that has obviously played uh PGA national well in the past. One of the reasons why Sepp Straka, I think succeeds so much at a golf course like this is because he is one of the most accurate drivers of the ball in this field. He's also a great middle iron player as well. And he has had a tremendous amount of success on Bermuda. He's played a lot of great golf in the Southeast before he's played well at the Sanderson farms. He obviously has a success uh, at PGA national. He's played some quietly okay golf this year, but the ball striking is trending right back in the right direction after uh, his performance at Riviera. So I think Sepp Straka at five to one uh, has a very good chance to finish in the top 10 this week, a golf course that he has continually showed really fits his eye from T to green. And he's had some great putting performances here as well. Well, I'm going to keep this next pick for us very short because I'm also targeting Sepp Straka, first round leader at 66 to one. Nice. And there's not really a much I can build off it. You pretty much hit every, every, um, uh, item on the checkbox I was also looking for. But again, he's a former champion at this course, 66 to one. Anyone can lead after Thursday. I have, like I always do when we do these first round leader markets um, on the show, I have not yet locked it in for sure. I want to wait to see the tee times uh, that come out tomorrow or on Tuesday, excuse me. But I mean, assuming he's just not like the last group out on the day, I'm I'm going to target Sepp Shaka, first round leader at 66 to one. Keep it nice and short. You hit it right on the nose with your um, with him in the top 10. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, I'm going to go a little off the grid here and follow up your first round later with a couple first round later plays I have as well. And then we can kind of return to the finishing market at the end. Um, but just to stay in the first round leader market, I'm going with Chris Kirk at 50 to one. Um, now I know you mentioned the Sepp Straka 66 to one number. That is a wild number to me as well. I was shocked to find these higher numbers on players like Kirk and, and Straka. These are actually uh, oddly enough, non-coincidentally, we did not talk about this before, but you've got the last two former champions of this event coming in at really high numbers just to get off to a really good start. Once again, uh, one of the things I look at a lot for the first round leader market is not just round one scoring, but round one scoring on these types of golf courses, right? So I looked at round one scoring on Bermuda golf course. I looked at round one scoring on harder golf course, round one scoring when you get a little bit of wind, uh, round one scoring when you're on a course where there's a lot of water. Chris Kirk rated out very highly in a lot of these round one metrics. Um, I think at 50 to one on a course that we already know he's had a tremendous amount of success at um, that just feels like a very, a very must bet when you're giving us 50 to one on Chris Kirk. 
Absolutely. And that will keep us in the first round leader market as well. And there's a guy who I targeted him uh, first round leader um, back at the Phoenix Open. If I remember, I could be misremembering. If I remember correctly, he was just a few shots off the lead after Thursday. But Ben on 40 to one. At, he's 40 to one to be the first round leader. Again, like I always say when we do these, I'm waiting for the tee times. But there's also a guy where he's just like, He's so good, but he has yet to win on tours. So I just trust him in this market so much more than I do at the outright market, at least right now. I trust him way more to get out to a hot start on a Thursday than I do to battle out on like a grueling Sunday. And so at 40 to 1, then I really like Ben on. He's, I mean, he's another high floor guy, 11 straight made cuts, four finishes inside the top four. So like, you know, he's scoring well. He's fared well here. He's finished inside the top five twice. And uh, again, I mean, it's just, it's such a long number for a guy who is, I mean, I would argue that Ben On's a top 10 golfer in this field. Um, So 41 worth a shot for him to lead after Thursday, assuming that he's not, again, like the last guy teeing off for the day. Uh, I love that. Huge fan of Benny On this week in all markets. Um, I'm going to go with one more first round leader play. Uh, this one's a little bit more of a long shot. I'm going to go with Jonathan Vegas, 100 to 1 first round leader. This was a guy that we talked about a little bit on last week's show. Uh, and he showed us some signs of life. He ended up making the cut, finishing 60th. A lot of that was due to a disastrous Sunday, but he still gained over three strokes on approach. Vegas has now gained over three strokes on approach and back-to-back starts. So we know that the irons are firing right now. That high finish that we saw out of him on Sunday really came due to a couple blow-up holes. He actually played some really solid golf over the first three rounds of that tournament. And when he got himself in trouble on Sunday, it was mainly off the tee. The iron still looked great for Vegas. Um, and he's played well at the Honda Classic before. I mentioned some of the reasons why I was on Kirk first-round leader. Vegas is another guy that typically gets off to a hot start. He's played really well at tougher golf courses, getting off to a hot start hot start at tougher golf courses like PGA national in the past. Um, so at a hundred to one, I think for a player of that caliber that shown us he can get out and go low many times in the past with trending irons. Uh, I'm going to take a flyer on Vegas this week at a hundred to one. I love it. And then, so I'm going to return us back to the finishing positions market. I'm going to uh, target Eric Van Royen. Top 10 is plus 650 at bet three, six, five. It's another one where I think the number is just a tad too long for this market. He was excellent last week in Mexico. An eighth place finish. Um, he continues to ride that momentum from his win at the Worldwide Technology Championship. I, I mean, he, he maybe has not had the best performances between the Worldwide Technology and the Mexico, but it seems like last week at the Mexico Open, he kind of turned his game back around to how he played at the Worldwide Technology Championship. And it, again, if you got to be an approach player here, and he is one of the best approach players in this entire field. He ranks 14th on tour this year in greens and regulation percentage, and he's gained strokes on the approach in each of his past five tournaments. So if those irons just keep on, if you keep saying those irons, well, I think he can absolutely be in contention. And top, uh, top 10 at plus 650, I feel like it's a very good number to target Van Royen. Love that one. Yeah. Speaking of approach play, I am going to go with who my number suggests remains one of the best middle iron players in this field. Not quite sure that I totally trust this putter. So I'm going to go with the top 20 market for him. I think he could easily ball strike his way into a top 20, even as a negative putter. I'm going to go with Lucas Glover, who is plus 330 right now on bet 365 to finish top 20. 
I talked about that Memphis connection a little bit at TPC Southwind with Daniel Berger, uh, another water heavy southeastern Bermuda golf course that really emphasizes accuracy off the tee and middle iron play. Lucas Glover is your defending champion at TPC Southwind. Uh, the irons look pretty good uh, even this year as well in his last couple of starts uh, at uh, Riviera at the century in Hawaii. So I know the finishes haven't been that great for Glover this year, but that's baked into the number. That's why you're getting value. Now he travels to a golf course that is going to emphasize his elite middle iron play even further. A lot of those shakier middle iron players are going to get in a lot more trouble this week with all of the water hazards that should leave the pathway open for Glover, and he has played well at this golf course on the past, which should not be a surprise whatsoever. So I think you want to play Glover on these water-heavy southeastern Bermuda golf courses, and even if you don't trust his putter, I feel pretty confident that we're getting a great top 20 number in him at plus 330. Absolutely, and I'm going to keep us in that market and around that price. I'm going to go after Akshay Batia, top 20 at plus 280 at bet 365. So the reason we're catching plus 280 here is because especially recently he's kind of he's turning into like this boomer bust player. Um, so but when he doesn't miss the cut, he's finishing inside the top 20. I'm like, that's not hyperbole. It's um he's made the cut in five of his past eight tournaments. Four of those five made cuts result in top 20 finishes. So either we he misses the cut and we throw away this bet by Saturday or he makes it. And then if he does make it, then he's probably scoring pretty well, which is that seemed to be how he's been playing the season so far. And then finally, like Van Royen, but he is just, he's one of the best players in his field in hitting greens. He ranks 20th on tour in greens and regulation percentage. I think this course is going to set up nicely for him. As long as he kind of avoids the disaster holes, that's kind of plagued his bad performances. But I, I think especially in a field where it's, it's a decent field, but it's not that, that, powerful i think he, this will be one of those boom weeks for batia for sure love that uh very bullish on his talent long term i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna stick at the top 20 market one more top 20 for me before i get a little more risky with some lesser known players but i'm gonna go with i thought this was a really really appealing number on a guy who's playing some great golf but i'm gonna go with brandon Wu plus 450 in the top 20 market. That just felt like a big number for me on a guy that is coming off a 13th place finish in Mexico, where he gained strokes in all four major categories. Now he returns to a golf course that he finished 14th late 14th out last year, gaining over nine strokes, ball striking. Um, so Wu is just, I actually played high school golf with him. I think he's a great player. Um, I expect him to do some majorly big things on the PGA tour, especially in the next couple of weeks. He's playing great right now. And he returns to a golf course that really seemed to fit his eye from T to green last year. So I'm going to go with Brandon Wu in the top 20 market at plus 450. That's funny. The same thing happened last week. I forgot who the golfer was last week, but this week, Brandon Wu was like my first guy that, or the last guy off my list. He he just failed to make my bets, but I love Brandon Wu this week as well. But um, I'm going to go to the top 30 market and I'm going to target Carson Young. If I remember correctly, I think you were on him last week, Yeah. but top 30 plus 260 at bet 365. I mentioned earlier that Van Royen finished eighth in Mexico last week. One of the guys that tied with him at eighth was Carson Young. He uh, played tremendous last week. He now has four top 30 finishes over his past 10 tournaments. And yeah, I mean, that's 40% clip that he's hitting this at, but that's why we're getting the number at plus 260, which I think is beneficial in a field where it's not not like that crazy talented. He also finished top or finished 29th here last season, so he's already proven he can finish inside this number at this course. 
And then finally, he ranks 27th on tour this season in greens and regulation percentage. If Carson Young keeps hitting greens, he's going to keep getting his high placements. And I think at plus 260, it's worth taking a shot on him to finish top 30. I'm going to go with the top 30 market as well. We've got two more. I've got one in the top 30 and one in the top 40. Both guys uh, that are not getting a lot of love in the markets, but I actually think that they are going to be able to uh, completely outperform their finishing position. And you can get them at great odds like this. Uh, this player that I'm about to talk about is three to one just to finish in the top 30 when he has finished top 30 in both of his starts at PGA national. And I am talking about Dylan Wu, like I mentioned, plus 300 at bet three, six, five in the top 30 market. He has a 10th and a 30th in two appearances at PGA national. He is also coming off a 24th at the Mexico Open where the ball striking looked good, the putting looked good. Dylan Wu uh, has just been playing some quietly really strong golf this week, uh, this year, and he returns to a golf course that seems to really fit his eye from tee to green, and he's also putted out really well, too. He's gained over five strokes putting in both of his appearances at PGA National. So just to finish in the top 30 at 3-1, to one, I thought Dylan Wu was an incredibly appetizing bet this week. I like it. And just like you from uh, our final two picks, my final pick is going to be in the top 40 market. And I'm going to go after Mark Hubbard. Of course, I went after him outright last week. So it's a bit of a drop, but he's plus 115 to finish in the top 40, which is a great number. And last week, the outright ended up being a terrible play because of the weekend, but he was in, I believe, eighth entering Saturday. Uh, Hubbard had a good start to the week. It all kind of fell apart over the weekend, but that's not going to deter me from, for, or deter me from taking him top 40. I mean, he, he didn't crack top 40 in Mexico because of that poor weekend. But this is a guy that finished fourth at Pebble Beach and 20th at the Farmers Insurance Open. Those are two tournaments that he's facing competition much stiffer than he's going to face this week. And and he's also has success at this course. He has two top 15 finishes over his past four appearances. So, I mean, the number's not huge here. It's plus 115. It's near, near kind of those even odds. But, I mean, I think you have such a room for air to finish top 40 in this field. I think Hubbard is definitely one of the top 40 golfers in this field. I love that. I'm going to join you in the top 40 market for our final bet, which is Andrew Novak plus 210 uh, for top 40. I thought that was a ridiculous number on a guy who has finished eighth in back-to-back starts. I mean, what more does Novak have to do to get some more respect uh, it's not even just the finishes. It's the way that he's been finishing eighth, right? He is not even luck boxing himself with a super hot putter. Uh, this guy has gained over five strokes on approach and back-to-back starts. And this is a golf course uh, that, as you've mentioned, and we've talked about all podcasts, is going to emphasize approach even even more so than what we saw last week in Mexico. So uh, I thought Andrew Noget, Novak at plus 210 just to finish in the top 40 uh, was pretty downright disrespectful. Um, and even if the irons regress a little bit, uh, I still think he's a pretty safe bet to make the cut and give a top 40 a run at two to one. Uh, so Andrew Novak plus 210 in the top mar- 40 market will finish us up this week. And that will do it for our best bets episode for the Cognizant Classic. Before we get out of here, a final reminder that the Links and Locks podcast is presented by Bet365, Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else every day. They power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. 
keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boost and see why. It's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. As a reminder, our action experts, Spencer Aguiar and Nick Brettwish, return with host Roberto Arguello tomorrow for the Cognizant Classic betting preview right here on the Legs and Locks podcast. So for Tony Sartori, I'm your host, Andy Lack, and we will see you back here next week on the Legs and Locks podcast presented by Bet365. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.